Thursday night means it's time for Top Rope Nation. It's episode 256. And guys, I don't, I don't know. Not a whole lot going on. Nothing really to It's been a quiet week. About. Quiet week. Real slow show this week, probably, Kyle. I think we're just going to be talking MJF. Yeah. <laughs> Remember all those months when we would get together off air and try to come up with concept shows? Just to fill up the weeks, we're like, yeah, hey, what are we going to talk, talk about? about. Yeah. There's nothing to say, well, what a different time we're living in now. It's making this agenda starting last night, and it was just like every hour there was something new I was adding to the agenda. There's so much to talk about. We're going to try to not go two to three hours tonight. Justin Joint, you got a uh, NBA Finals game kind of taking up your attention tonight. Game six. Yeah. Uh, Warriors are on an 11 0 run since we all got into this little chat room here so i might have to freaking close my laptop and leave this is <laughs> this is not voting well open the well, studio and the celtics went downhill well if that does happen justin let me just get this out of the way right now <laughs> oh vince vincent man man i mean jesus we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Not really well, shocking, folks, but... Yeah. Folks, by the end of this podcast, we will figure out who is framing Vince McMahon <laughs> with these allegations. Right. right. Stop the steal! Uh, <laughs> is somebody trying to steal the company? We're going to get into all that tonight. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk Vince McMahon. Of course, the Sasha Banks ongoing story and what is and what is not true with that. Uh, Randy Orton and his injury. We're going to hit on AEW Dynamite from last night. So whether you're a WWE fan, an AEW fan, or just generally a pro wrestling fan, plenty for you tonight. Stay tuned. If you're joining us live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, let us know. I see the chat room is already getting active, so I appreciate everyone who is tuning in live tonight. And if you're on those podcast feeds, make sure to hit subscribe and Leave us that five-star rating or a written review. It's been a while since we've gotten a written review. So if you've never left us one before, please do so. Leave your Twitter or Instagram username so I can send you a free sticker in the mail for your troubles. We'd love to see some written reviews come in. And, of course, the number one way to support what we're doing here on Top Rope Nation is by becoming a patron of the show. Bonus content dropping all the time. Last week, Kyle... Your question and answer episode, I very much enjoyed. Next week, Top Rope Nation Classics is going to drop this month's retro bonus show. We're going to be looking back at Great American Bash 96. Really looking forward to that one. Kyle, I know that's one near and dear to your heart. Yep. I can't wait to rewatch it. Maybe this time Bischoff won't get up from the powerbomb. <laughs> <laughs> Improve life for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, check out Patreon. <laughs> the, the moment you sign up, we've got about 80 bonus shows available in the archive coming in the weeks ahead. Lots of content for just five bucks. Check it out. Just gave away a free T-shirt to our patrons yesterday. We do that every quarter for our $10 a month and up tier members as well. There's a $20 tier if you want a lot of bonus content, if you want podcast training, if you want to become a guest on the show. Uh, so read about all the benefits. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. And before the end of the month, I plan on doing another extra. Uh, depending on this deluge of news we're getting, we may just do one of those. Or I, as always, have some ideas on this back burner that I could go with. Just random things that I would much rather talk about. <laughs> See in the chat, the Cody quote, what do you guys want to talk about? I tried so hard to not quote Cody in our intro, but that immediately came to mind that is for sure so yeah we've got got a lot going on a lot going on to discuss we're going to start with the vince mcmahon story which was broken by the wall street journal on wednesday and um is that a reputable magazine can we trust it i think think so that renowned wrestling publication (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got to watch for the pro wrestling bias there obviously there's a bunch of 
AW marks over at the Wall Street Journal. They're just framing Vince McMahon. No, it's uh no, it's a serious story though. Could have long-term ramifications. We'll see how this develops. If you're not aware and you haven't been plugged into the news over the last couple of days, uh the gist of it is that somebody leaked to the Wall Street Journal uh that going back, I guess it was March that this came out to the WWE Board of Directors. Vince McMahon had a relationship with a woman who's right around 40 years old. I think this goes, she was hired in 2019 and she was a paralegal for the company. Started seeing McMahon. Um, and McMahon claims it was consensual. By seeing, Ryan means doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> and <laughs> allegedly, yes. yes. And so they had this relationship, which Vince is, Vince is calling consensual. And um, I guess the, the deal is her salary went allegedly from $100,000 to $200,000 per year while she was seeing uh, McMahon. According to the Wall Street Journal report, she eventually started working for John Laurinaitis, and uh, he's in trouble here, too. I'm not going to... I see you laughing already, Kyle. The quote that was used in the story was that he, she was passed off like a toy to John Laurinaitis. We are not talking about the new line of Hasbro figures. <laughs> yes, I wish we were. And eventually, according to the source who broke this story, uh, which, of course, we don't know who that was, um, eventually what happened is she, you know, became uncomfortable with the dynamics of what was happening and a hush money payment and non-disclosure agreement went out to this woman and it was a $3 million hush money payment, $1 million up front, $2 million uh, spread out over five years. And the board of directors has hired a firm to look into these allegations um, from the McMahon side. The claim is that the money paid out was out of his own personal finances it wasn't out of company money. If it was company money, that would be a big-time no-no. Uh, so that's what they're investigating. But also the thing that could really get him in trouble here is you know, tying that salary increase to the relationship uh, could turn really awful for McMahon very quickly because, of course, that is company money. So, I mean, a lot to digest. We don't know who leaked the story. We know that before Stephanie stepped away, this came out to the board of directors, so she was aware of it at the time. So that's very interesting with the timing of her leaving. Um, we got 12 people on the board of directors at WWE. Of course, Vince being one of them, he didn't leak it. Uh, I assume the person who leaked it would be someone from the board of directors because they're the people plugged in that knew this investigation was happening. It wouldn't have been talent. Talent would know anything about this. Pat McAfee talked about this on his podcast today and said something like i know i know next to nothing about this no i mean talent's not gonna know about this this is an office situation i i heard the leak was signed uh henry hughes huxley <laughs> i don't we don't know who that is yet but we're gonna get well, that's down the, to it that's the interesting dynamic here is because if this were to take down vince you know and he had to step away from the company who would end up running things? And it very well could be Paul Levesque. Could be Bruce Pritchard. Although, we, we can get into this whole discussion. But to me, if, if Vince is out, it's hard to imagine Bruce Pritchard staying around. Uh, there, there would be such a shakeup in the, power, in the power structure of WWE if Vince were to step away. It's really, really hard to predict what would happen. But is it even going to take down McMahon? I don't know. You know, it depends on what the corporate sponsors think about this. It depends what, you know, um, their television partners think about it. I mean, certainly businessmen have fallen for less than this, but this is wrestling. It depends how much media coverage comes out of this. Sometimes, you know, people don't give wrestling the coverage it deserves in the mainstream media. But if the mainstream media picks up at this and they go back into the archive, shall we say, and, and they pick up some of the scandals that have happened in the past and they start looking into McMahon's history. We know he's had affairs in the past. I mean, it could get really messy really I, fast. Kyle. I mean, he bragged about him in whatchamacallit, Penthouse, right? Yeah, yeah. In, what was that, like 20 something years ago? <laughs> uh, yeah, ago. so look, he's not leaving on his own accord, okay? I mean, 
Mm-mm. You know, you think about Vince McMahon being dragged out of there. I have visions of WrestleMania 19, him on the stretcher, just flipping the bird to Hulk no. Hogan. He, I mean, he's not going out on his own accord. Media pressure, okay? Uh, that alone, I don't think, is going to remove him because who is one of Vince McMahon's friends? The former president? Yes, the former mm-hmm. president of the United States, who did he not have a very similar situation to this? Was it the Stormy Daniels thing? Mm-hmm. Very similar to this. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe uh, Mr. Trump responded to that. Was Gate by saying, you know what, this is too much. I'm, I'm going to step down as the president of the United States. I'm out. I don't think <laughs> well, that's what he did. He t- he t- dynamic, but yeah. Yeah. In his defense, he, that was the only wrong thing he ever did, though. A, 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 a fair point, yes. <laughs> Justin, always the sensible one here. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, he tweeted through it, right? Now. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's not, like, reporting to a board of directors. He has voters who voted him out. Yeah, I, I was going to say, he was the but... president of the United States. I, yeah. The thing is, though, you, uh, what I'm, by bringing that up, what I'm trying to get at is the mindset of the individual. Okay? Like, you know, for people who don't follow wrestling, which is absolutely no one listening to this podcast, but you know, I mean, Vince McMahon is one of the few comps to the Donald Trump mindset personality that we have in America, right? He's just kind of like a, a poor man's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. he, he, he yeah. he's not going away because of the media. He's not going away because he feels sorry or just he thinks he's, he's not. You're gonna, you know, you can. He's not going away till he literally just can't move anymore i mean this this is his baby this is going to be like you know the nra with their guns we're you're, they're gonna to have to pry it out of vince mcmahon's cold dead hands absolutely now the only way i can see him leaving or being forced out he being forced out and this to me is the most fascinating part of the story is as you kind of alluded to there ryan who did leak this and is there an internal power struggle going on right now at Titan Towers? Mm-hmm. Because this story being leaked to the Wall Street Journal very much lines up with Stephanie being gone. The Business Insider article that was leaked that kind of buried Stephanie, that insinuated she wasn't very good at her job, which was stunning to me. Yeah. Uh, who is a potential fall guy in this situation? If it if Vince doesn't go down, oh, I 100%. don't know, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it wasn't well, me. I hired the wrong one-legged guy. Um, oh god, yeah, Johnny Ace is he's in trouble. Okay, who did was he replaced by once upon a time? The last time he Triple worked. H. For, yes, exactly. Um, and that was that. That wasn't like oh, you know, sorry, Johnny. I guess that was like they they wanted him gone. Yeah. They didn't like. Um, they don't like Bruce either. Triple H instead. I mean, that was like the big thing that they didn't want mm-hmm. Bruce there. They didn't want Johnny there. They didn't want Kevin Dunn there anymore. They wanted to put, replace all three of them. Uh, for a time, Bruce and Johnny were gone, but now they're back. Kevin Dunn never left. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know who it was. Um, it, was it someone who's just trying to like drive down a stock price or something to try to buy the company? We could recklessly mm. speculate on this all day. <laughs> I mean, it had to have been someone on the board of directors, don't you think? I don't, I don't know who else would know about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I yeah. don't think the rank and file of WWE would know about this. No, absolutely not. Like the creative team, the wrestlers. I, I just I find it hard to believe that anyone outside of a very small group knew about this. Yeah. And so, you know, what's their agenda for doing it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the question. I, I 100% agree with you. Vince is not stepping down on his own accord. The only way is if this just blows up to such a level that it tanks the value of the company. I did see the stock fell a little bit today. But not a lot. No, it was like, last I looked, it was like 3% or something. WWE's stock has been growing. We know the market hasn't been doing well uh, lately, but WWE stock has been growing because... I mean, their money, their money, for lack of a better term, is in the bank. They got all these TV sponsorship deals, you know, like it. The mo- amount of money they make, live gate wise, is like not where they're making their money anymore. We talk about this a all drop the time. In like, the bucket. 
Yeah, like the show quality doesn't even matter anymore because all their money is given to them up front with these television contracts, which are only going to continue to go up. So, you know, they're still ultra profitable no matter what's happening with the economy. And that's, you know, their stock prices continue to grow. It is down a little bit from this. I, the only way I can see Vince stepping down is if just it, it tanks, if the corporate sponsors apply a lot of pressure. I saw some mentions in the chat about, you know, like NFL owners that have had scandals and lived through them. Different dynamic, though. I mean, it's true, but you're looking at a guy who is the head of a publicly traded company, whereas an NFL owner is part of a bigger wheel. Um, you know, so like the the corporate sponsors are really or Vince is very beholden to these sponsors who are giving his company billions of dollars in the long term. And so, I mean, if they really wanted to squeeze him out, they could, you know, if NBC Universal or Fox really wanted to go after McMahon on that, he could be forced out. It is possible. But, but here's the only problem with that. The corporate sponsors still foolishly, in my opinion, think Vince McMahon is like the end all be all of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I mean, unless if it gets real salacious. Yes. Then they're probably not going to move to now. You know, I was, I saw this on the agenda, corporate sponsors. I started thinking wheels started turning. Remember it actually was pressure on a corporate sponsor. I believe it was Snickers. Remember that battle Royal, they were going to call it the fabulous moolah battle Royal to be the mm -hmm. uh, counter to the Andre battle royal for the men. And everyone contacted Snickers and was like, Fabius Moolah is a horrible person. And Snickers like didn't want to be a part of that anymore. And they yeah. actually, and that was actually a, you know, for people who may have forgotten that anecdote, that was a time um, while much smaller than this, where pressure on, on, from a corporate sponsor actually did work and change yeah. something within the WWE. So I was listening to Observer Radio on this earlier today, and, and Dave was talking about it, and he talked about how um, you know he was talking to some business people he knows in the Bay Area who were like, Vince is definitely out on this. They've seen oh. bigger, bigger people fall for much less. But then other people he's talking to were like, you know, there's no way Vince is going down from this. We there's no way to predict it. There's no way. It totally depends. I think on the media coverage of it. To be honest with you. Because yeah, that's when the corporations, the sponsors are going to pick up on it more. Two things. When Dave tweeted yesterday, like somebody sent him the article and then like he quote tweeted it with this is very bad. Yeah. Like I read it in Meltzer's voice and there have been very few times reading something in Meltzer's voice has brought a chuckle to me. More of a chuckle <laughs> to me than that one. I, I just, you know, just that this is very bad. You know, yeah. it was that him calling Hulk's performance on Arsenio way back when. Sorry. And then this like incredible line he had about Murray Hodgson, uh, his performance on the infamous Donahue show opposite Vince. And I guess yeah. that brings us to our next point, kind of like what Vince has been through before, right? Mm -hmm. With the history of scandals and how he survived. Uh, real quick. So I saw in the chat, Frank, any chance that Shane, Adam in the chat, what about the woman herself, Linda, his wife at the time, as Vince said on Pat McAfee? Um, neither of them are on the board of directors, but they're family members. So I guess it's you know it's possible they could know about it. Uh, so I can't rule it out entirely. God, remember that? Like that's another thing too. So it's so funny with this Stephanie and Hunter situation, how they've sort of been uh, just you know stripped of power. We've all forgotten about the beginning of the year, like Shane McMahon just being like thrown out, yeah. like on his ass from the company. Yeah. And like the the Vincent the Vincent Shane relationship was you know after the Royal Rumble was said to be as bad as it ever was, ever. So, we'll get to the history here in just a second. Before okay. before we do, um, if for some reason Vince did go down from this, and he was forced out, and frankly, you know this is a topic that is beyond the scandal because Vince isn't young. And we've talked about this before. Like, what is the succession line with WWE? Nobody really knows. You know, I don't want anything to happen, Vince McMahon, but it could. He's he's getting up there in age. And if he's gone, like, who does take over? I mean, it's really hard to predict, but it seems to me like Paul Levesque would be most likely. And, you know, he's had the health problems. And it's, you know, I don't know that he should be taking on that kind of responsibility right now, but it's. To me, he would seem like the most likely person to, to run the show, or at least for a little while. I don't know. Like, I, 
do we think there's some succession plan like written down in a vault right now? <laughs> I don't know. Is it just going to be a mad? It's kind of crazy the if they don't croaks? have that. Uh, it's yeah. kind of it's pretty crazy to have a I don't know. billion it's, dollar company with no line of succession with an I mean, owner I, who's in his seventies. Well, they can't I, even have TV written out for more than two weeks out. <laughs> yeah, so. I know T- two hours out. You, yeah. You're changing that show you know, right before the thing is like Triple H and Stephanie were very much sent to the corner. Though Ryan, true. I'm not. But they're still on the board of directors. That's true, but I don't know. Was that? Was that just like, all right, we're not going to completely humiliate you? I know, Hunter, we basically fired every single person you brought into the fold. And Stephanie, we buried you to Business Insider. But, you know, we'll let you save some face. And then they didn't count on – and then Vince didn't count on this coming well, out. If you if you look at the names on the, on the board of directors, I got right here in front of me. I mean, most of them are not wrestling people. So assume, let's say that, you know – they look into the finances and that's like the big thing that takes down Vince or something, you know, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but you know, there is the issue with the alleged 100,000 to $200,000 salary. And you know, if that's tied to the relationship, that is a problem. They've said that the settlement or the hush money was Vince's own money, which wouldn't be a problem to the board of directors. But, um, yeah, the, the guy, the guy from CNN, got taken down for not disclosing a relationship with an employee. Correct? Uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, that was All right. Yeah, recently. is that is that different than this? I mean, there was no hush money. I mean, they they were like totally. I mean, they were apparently just you know very happy to yeah do the thing, as Randy Savage would say once upon a time. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Dynamics wise, with it being company money, the board could have a vote of no confidence yeah. on but, Vince. But I'm, saying, know, but, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, saying there was there was no I, there was no hush money payment, but no. there was like a failure to disclose a relationship with employee. And I think it was Brandon Thurston on Twitter this afternoon was saying that that sort of relationship was in violation of this code of conduct that was posted. Just having like a WWE. superior. In a relationship yeah, with like, Superior. I'm, yeah, you're not supposed to do that anymore. No, yeah. no. I mean, this has been, Vince has yeah, had not, multiple relationships not, over I, the I years. Mean, I, I would never do that, but you know, I'm just saying, no one else should. One of, I mean, one of the rep- <laughs> top Rope Nation interns. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> one, of the, uh, one of the reports, I mean, it talked about, you know, they're going back and they're looking at um, the history of these these NDAs, and it's not the first time. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And we know there's a lot. I mean, you and Liam have talked about the scandals with this company's past recently over on Square Circle Gazette. Well, not, we, we haven't even really gotten into the beef. We haven't got We're to 92, started, but yeah. you started to talk about it yeah. in, in 91 and what was coming. Um, but, I mean, you go back to the 80s with the with the first female referee and what was alleged there with Vince and a limousine. I mean, a lot Jimmy of this come out, Jimmy Snook, a lot of this come out in the media again. We It's really, really hard to predict where this is going, but Again, you look at you look at this list on the board of directors. You got Vince, you got Nick Khan, you got Stephanie, you got Paul Levesque, and then you got a bunch of people from corporate America. You know, you got Steve Coonan, the CEO, Atlanta Hawks, State Farm Arena. You've got uh, people from you know uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment, people from Six Flags, General Motors. You know, they're not wrestling people. So if Vince was out and you look at that board of directors and they're looking at who should run the show, I mean, to me, Paul Levesque rises to the top. Well, now, with a lot's, yeah, go ahead. No, I'll say, I don't think the person in charge of putting together the shows and running totally the different thing and yeah. would necessarily be in charge of the company. No, I think, yeah, totally different. To thing. be honest with you, like something like Disney could buy it, they'll own it, and they'll just be like, all right tell us who can write a wrestling show and they're in charge. Could this situation that, force that a sale? A... I mean, yes. you, go down, you yes. can go down that line too. I mean, that could happen. What if, what if, what if the name on the contract reads Khan? Tony <laughs> Khan. Well, uh, I mean, I think Dave talked about that in Observer Radio, Radio too. If you look at the billionaires in the world that could like put together an offer for the WWE, if it wasn't a corporation... That Khan family, if you gave them time, Tony Khan could get the investors to buy WWE. Like, no doubt about it. If you looked at what the purchase price of WWE would be, 
uh, are, we, we talked about this before. I think in the Facebook group, you're looking at what seven, eight billion dollars, maybe a little bit more. Certainly, they could, he could head a group. He wouldn't do it himself, but if you gave him and his family time, they could come up with the money. I have no doubt about that. Uh, I'll tell you what, Justin, that would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Justin Joy. That's too many fucking belts. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. That's so good. That's um, perfect. Th- All right, we're going in a lot of directions here, and this is a random one that I want to throw it in. I know we're, we want to go through a little bit more of the history, but yeah, yeah. Were you surprised, or did you guys make a mental note of the fact there was no denial in the WWE response? Like there was no these allegations are absolutely uncalled for. Like. You know, like Vince in that Oliver Luck hearing. I'm sure you everyone's read that by now saying, yeah. weren't you charged before, Mr. McGregor? Yes, with charges that no one has ever been charged with before or since. Like there was nothing. It was basically like, yeah, we're, this is very serious and we're looking into it. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, you know, hogwash and yeah. we're going to defend ourselves. There was nothing like that at all. I wouldn't say I was surprised. I, I've seen enough of these scenarios you know, throughout the years where the only thing to me it could indicate is maybe a certain level of guilt that they really need to put something together to put out to the press. Uh, But we've seen it before where someone or a corporation or something has had allegations leveled against it. And sometimes it takes days or weeks before, you know, they're going to respond to it. I mean, Jerry McDivitt, one of the best lawyers. I mean, he's been with Vince for decades. I'm sure we haven't got him seen, off the steroid trial. Yeah, we haven't seen really anything out of him yet. I mean, it's coming. He's got Vince is someone very good at his job working for him. So, I mean, Jerry would have drawn up the NDAs. So. Yes, I believe he did. Yeah, I believe that, that, that said he did. Right in that letter yep. from the friend or whatever, it said lawyer Jerry or whatever it referred to him mm-hmm. as. Um, so yeah, just the, but I mean, man. Vince has had a lot thrown at him before. You kind of, <coughs> pardon me, talked about some of the stuff, but, you know, that 91-92, it was incredible. You know, they got the bad press starting when they foolishly tried to exploit the Persian Gulf War to pop a mania rating. Didn't work. Hogan lies on, uh, amidst steroid allegations, lies on Arsenio, the sorry performance. You're welcome, Liam O'Rourke. <laughs> and then Billy Graham and... Dr. D go on the offensive in the media, huge onslaught, basically saying Hogan's a steroid abuser, a liar, and there's a massive drug problem in WWE. There was the drug raid at the St. Louis house show. There was Barry Orton's accusations that basically you uh, could be denied a push if you denied homosexual advances from certain executives. Um, There was the underage ring boys. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which they and you know, as you um, Rita Chatterton went on Geraldo and alleged Vince McMahon raped her. Mm-hmm. All that happened within three months, all that except with the exception of the Hogan lying on Arsenio and the Persian Gulf thing. And then they, um, you know, the, the feds obviously brought charges of conspiracy to distribute steroids on Vince, and he survived all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, that that was a lot, and we don't know what is still hiding under the covers here. But if you survive that, my guess is unless if there's an enemy within, he'd probably survive again this time. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. Unless there's more information to be kind of slowly trickled out to keep this in the news cycle. I I would be willing to bet this is just something that's going to blow away in the wind. Someone in the chat had asked if he could be fired. You know, they, they could do a vote of no confidence, but the issue is that Vince, I mean, he controls the company. It is a publicly traded company, but they've divided their stock shares into like class A shares and class B shares. And Vince and his family and his trust owns most of the class B shares. And the class B shares have 10 times the voting power of the class A shares, which are sold, you know, about. And, so, and he himself like dominates the voting power. So, yeah. like, even if like you know Triple H and step, you know Triple H went you know evolution style on him and gave him the thumbs down, I I still don't know how much that matters. Yeah. So there's a lot of dynamics going on here. You know, a lot of 
legal maneuverings could come up. We'll see. It's it's really hard to forecast, you know, what's going to happen. But I mean, that's kind of the gist as the story just broke a little over 24 hours ago about what we know right now. So we'll hey, certainly jo- be following this. Johnny Ace falling on the sword would not surprise me. Oh, no. Yeah, because that's, see, that's more he, likely than not, I think, right now. Yeah, because, I mean, there's there's a lot of smoke in that by that fire. Um, you know, I saw David Bixenspan today retweet uh, A.J. Lee's book where she alleged someone, and it's... In talent relations. Yes, in mm-hmm. talent relations, and you can put, put it together basically saying, well, the problem with you is none of our fans would want to have sex with you. Hello. <laughs> Hmm, hello <laughs> yeah hello and then yeah. some and then fightful today had an anonymous source saying i would rather get all my shit in a trash bag than ever deal with him referring to johnny ace <sighs> remember that trash bag situation is what led to johnny ace coming back obviously yeah uh adam said in the chat that this is a big talking point on San Diego sports radio today. And yeah, I mean, this was picked up everywhere. It was on all the major media outlets. ESPN, it was a top story on ESPN. Kyle, you put that in the Facebook group last yeah. night. So but, we'll see how long it lasts in the ever-evolving news cycle. Yeah, and I mean, but like, so they did get hardcore coverage in 92. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Larry King, the infamous Donahue show everyone knows about. And then think about how much it was in the news cycle after Benoit. Though that was like on that freaking idiot Nancy Grace's show, like Owen. every day. Owen as well, yeah. Owen, yeah, but I mean that Benoit. I mean they really drilled that for a while on cable news. Yeah, and I know the news cycle's not different now, but they they survived that. I don't know that that could have ever forced Vince out, though. I mean, like obviously the steroid trial was that was the one. Yeah, I mean jail. because I mean he could have gone <laughs> to jail. Yeah, I mean transferred ownership to Linda. So yes. during that period. So, yeah, I mean, it's his wife at the time. <laughs> that will never die. That will never die. No matter what happens to Vince, that quote will never die. So that's what's going on with Vince McMahon. I want to say something so bad, but I can't. We're trying to be I responsible have, about this. I have an NDA. Yeah. <laughs> I made Kyle sign a bunch of contracts when he was hired for the show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'll tell you guys a story off air. I forgot if I told you. Oh, it's a good story. All right, <laughs> let's let's transition to Sasha Banks. Uh, Another big story going on. Uh, you know, I saw people joking on if you have dirt on the company, this is the time to get your release. Uh, Especially if you're a know, woman. Yeah, yeah, we we know Sasha and Naomi walked out due to the creative di- direction for the Hell in a Cell premium live event. I almost said pay per view premium live event back in the middle of May. Have not been seen since. We know that. Both of their contracts were frozen. Sasha has a long-term deal in place. Uh, Naomi Naomi was starting to negotiate a new deal. We know that their merchandise was pulled. And there was a report from Raj Jiri of Wrestling Inc. last night that Sasha was getting released by WWE. And he couldn't confirm if that was the company's doing or, you know, her request being honored. He didn't know the, the specifics. He's doubled down on it today, saying if he's wrong about this story, he'll never break news again. Nobody else has been able to confirm it. Sean Rossap, Fightful, they talked about, I believe they had the report that there was uh, some maneuvering going on with Sasha's lawyer about drafting up a release. I think Meltzer had something about about that, too. Hold on. Sasha Banks' lawyers reportedly working on her WWE release. That is on the page of F4WOnline.com. Yeah, so so we there's possibly something happening. Last I looked, she's still on the talent page. Sasha hasn't commented. Talent was not aware at WWE. You know, they have this internal app where communications go out. There had been no communication on the future of Sasha Banks, last I heard. And so, we don't know. I mean, it could happen. Like I said, Raj really doubled down on the report other people have been working and they haven't been able to confirm it we'll know probably in the days ahead you know it's, it's going to come out very soon but let's say sasha this is correct did she, leak, sasha- did she leak the story about Vince? <laughs> <laughs> i very much doubt she knew about this one in particular unless she was friends with a paralegal which is not very likely back at the corporate offices but um <laughs> let's talk about this though like okay let's 
let's assume Sasha Banks gets that release. And, you know, we've seen other people request release and get them. We've seen some people very notably not get them, like Mustafa Ali. If Sasha's out, how badly could we say they dropped the ball with her? Or do you think they didn't drop the ball with her? Let me throw it to Justin first this time. What do you think? If Sasha's out, how do you think we'll look back on her time with WWE? I think it'd be pretty easy to make a case that they dropped the ball with her. But at the same time, I, I think she'd be considered a Hall of Famer, you know, and she was a multi-time women's champion. Uh, she had a lot of big spots. Uh, she had my favorite women's pro wrestling match of all time against Bailey at the takeover. Um, so, I mean, I would probably call it a success. She's a huge star. And it was because of this run, you know, she can basically do whatever she wants. Now heading out of this, she can go to AEW or probably go to Hollywood. She was already in the Mandalorian. Um, uh, bad faith WWE loyal list will tell you that she needs to go to Japan to wrestle. <laughs> Despite those same people will tell you that the forbidden door is a stupid concept. Yeah. So, but the main thing is that I know Kyle had the same thought. It's like, she's been in this company for what, seven years or something like that. That's, that's all. Not, inclu- not including it. Longer she, than she, that. Yeah. She was called up about seven years ago when Stephanie yep. McMahon invented women's wrestling and assigned so, them all teams. <laughs> <laughs> so she had, she had a long run mm-hmm. main eventing, you know, pay-per-views and premium live events. So I, I mean, yeah, I think you could make the argument with almost any superstar that they fumbled the ball at some point, but for the most part, it was a success. Here's where she's at. She's at an impasse, and there are four women ahead of her in the pecking order. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. And if you're Sasha and they're not going to take the tag team titles seriously, she probably viewed that as a situation where it's like, all right, they're not going to put me ahead of any of them while they're here, but maybe the tag team titles is my way to be relevant, be at the top of the card. And, and, and obviously she realized that's not the case. So she did what she did, and it probably would behoove her to just to go somewhere else if she wants to be a top star. If she doesn't want to be a top star for another promotion, then yeah, she can go to Hollywood. I I think you can call into question some of the booking decisions. Like, you know, should she have always like lost the title like right after every time she won it, right? Wasn't there a big thing? She like never Mm -hmm. had any successful title defenses for the longest time. You can call that into question, but at the end of the day, she wasn't going to be bigger than Ronda Rousey in their eyes. Lynch had that meteoric rise. It was right time, right place. Sasha never had anything like that. Uh, Bianca, they had to bring somebody new into the fold. I mean, you just can't have, you know, as Justin so eloquently put it, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of women who fall to the Jake Roberts rule now. Six, a six-year run. Yep. You know, and for people unfamiliar, Jake Roberts rule is very simple. Man had a better run than 90% of the people in WWE. He was there for six years. And unlike the, the modern crew, didn't have to be on TV every week. So, and then, you know, with Charlotte, okay, you can argue if Sasha gets that push, is she every bit of star Charlotte is? I don't know. But Charlotte's Ric Flair's daughter. And the corporate executives and Vince just see Ric, or uh, they see Charlotte Flair as a bigger star than Sasha, in my opinion. Now, is Sasha a better worker than all four of those women? Yes, she absolutely is. But mm-hmm. I don't think that matters um, to the WWE brain trust. It's interesting, though, that she is breaking through a little bit, you know, in Hollywood right now as this happens, because obviously they like to keep people around when they break through at Hollywood. You know, it props up the company. So that's that's the timing issue with this. Uh, I mean, long term, she has success in Hollywood. I don't know that the corporate execs come around on her, that she's bigger than Charlotte Flair. We know. I mean, I don't know that Charlotte's particularly happy there right now, but, But, you know, she's kind of. Yeah, go ahead. The the thing is, it's. They kind of resent, they meaning WWE, resent outside success in some regards. But they like to keep you around, to call you in when they can. But you're right. I mean, look at Dave Batista. Yeah, I mean, they thought his movie was going to be shitty and laughed at. 
Way to go, trips. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, they like having their stars in Hollywood so they can use that to prop well, up their Once they become bigger brand. stars. Like, I, I think yeah. to them, it's like, oh, okay, she did this nice little movie, whatever. She's still mm-hmm. WWE, and she's still our number five woman. But, yeah, I mean, if, if, if she became a bigger star in Hollywood, yes, of course, they would come back and kiss her ass and throw a lot of money yeah. at her. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. I, I think it's a very logical move to either try to become a bigger star in Hollywood. I don't know if that's possible. Or go to AEW and try to be the top woman there and be a bigger star than she was in WWE. I don't know if that's possible either. They have, I mean, she's going to be fighting with Jade Cargill and Britt Baker over there. They have women, top women stars. Again, Sasha's yeah. a better worker than those two. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean she'll be the biggest star. Yeah. She'd so be we'll follow the story. We'll she, has the she has a better chance to be a top woman in AEW than WWE, obviously. Yeah, I would agree. Randy Orton throwing the SummerSlam plans for a loop. Randy Orton dealing with a back injury. Hasn't wrestled since the unification match in May. Injury worse than originally thought. Apparently needs back surgery. Could be out for the entire rest of this year, which means you know the working plan was Roman Reigns against Randy Orton. At SummerSlam, we talked about Justin and I on the program last week that Roman would be working a television match with Riddle. And, you know, that has been announced now. (laughs) It had not been announced when we talked about it. Last week, we were looking at the calendar and trying to figure out where might they do this. And we talked about how there's a Madison Square Garden show coming up in July right before SummerSlam. Turns out they're doing it this week. And so it's happening now. Be Roman's, you know, first match in quite some time. But, um, SummerSlam wise, this is interesting because now who are they going to slot in there rather than Randy Orton? I think there's an obvious answer. We had this question going on in our Facebook group today, and nobody mentioned the name that I thought was the obvious answer. Um, anyone want to jump in here and with your opinion on on the Randy Orton situation, on the dynamics of the title for SummerSlam? Justin, what are you thinking? I think it's a bummer for Riddle because of the RK Bro storyline going mm-hmm. on but Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton did zero for me as far as a SummerSlam main event goes and hopefully like you know in certain times past where where they get into this kind of jam and they got to come up with something you know a creative alternative they have been able to do that unfortunately you know they have stripped their roster down to bare parts and a lot of the matchups that are out there aren't exactly fresh when you talk about top stars. You know, AJ Styles just got beat to crap by Edge. We've already seen Roman Reigns manhandle Edge, you know, two, mm-hmm. you know, basically two on one at a WrestleMania. Uh, so to me, they're both out. We assume the big uh, show, Castle and Wales show, is going to be against Drew McIntyre. So maybe that's something they could do where. Drew fails at SummerSlam and then gets his comeuppance at, at, at that show. Um, but other than that, the only big name I can think of that would make some sense would be Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I was that, referring that, to. That's yeah. what, and we mm-hmm. we talked about this on the Hell in a Cell review, did we not, Ryan? When you know they had him go out there and he held up that replica title, he drew a big reaction. And we had said, and this is pre-Randy Orton injury, you know... Orton's a guy you can just plug in in that spot. If you that's what someone to, that's what Justin and I said last week. We, we yeah. actually called it lazy booking because it's like, oh, Randy's an established guy. Throw him in there at SummerSlam. Yeah, but you could do that at any time. Yeah. Whereas, and we had talked about this at, at the Hell in a Cell review that you know Lashley. I don't know how you can drag out a guy who was not beaten for the title to like the fall, like. His, he should be a guy, it makes sense, he should demand a title shot. It's a very easy storyline to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, they teased it a little bit. I, I mean, him and Austin Theory, I'm sorry, is dumb matchmaking. I don't, yeah. because, I mean, if Austin, or pardon me, the not scientific theory. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yes. Okay, I mean, go. if he's going to be working Cena, he shouldn't be losing to Lashley, and Lashley shouldn't be losing to the not scientific theory. Other than that, oh. I think it's a very fine program to put together. But Lashley makes a lot of sense in that spot. He's someone that people would buy. Uh, and there you go. Orton, you know, we, we said it. 
you can do Orton whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, was it Rick Skelton said, Riddle, you can roll the dice on SmackDown and have him do something where Roman actually shows vulnerability. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. No. But, like, it goes to a no contest, and, like, after the match, he, like, knocks Reigns out or something? You could try that? Yeah, because uh, if he loses, he can challenge Roman for the title. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, that's the right. stipulation. And, and, and is it if he doesn't win it? Is yes, it if he doesn't win it, or is if he loses? Because they that's, you know, that's that's key, isn't it? Let me let me read yeah. the description from WWE.com. Do they actually oh. have the preview up already? Uh, oh, let's always see. a trusted source of news. <laughs> <laughs> let me just read it right from the horse's mouth here. Uh, let's see. More like the horse's ass. <laughs> Um, if Riddle loses the matchup on Friday night, he will never again be able to challenge the undisputed WWE Universal Champion again as long as Roman is a title holder. Exclamation points in the pre. I mean, if he wins the match by DQ somehow or count out yeah. or something, I mean, I don't know. I mean, keep in mind that stipulation may have been made before they knew the extent of Randy Orton's injury, or maybe yeah. they they knew it and they they they're due. So who knows? Um, I like Tim Jensen's idea of Roman Reigns versus fake Roman Reigns. <laughs> SummerSlam 94 coming back, baby. Like, dude, like how anniversary. Great, like, dude, what a way to appease the Fox sponsors that you just bring in a fake Roman Reigns and for two weeks play dumb. And then you're like, wait a minute, that's not the real Roman Reigns. You know, you can yeah. just hype that it's Roman Reigns. Your TV partner's happy. And then what about like just a destitute Vince playing the role of Leslie Nielsen? Going searching for Roman. Please come back. Just one shot. I just need just, you to work just, one shot. Just cutting just, checks to people left and right. Please get rid of this fake, this imposter. Yeah. What a hideous match that was in Chicago at SummerSlam too. Take yeah. a drink every time Vince on commentary said, this is surreal. Imagine under- main eventing with that match instead of Brett and Owen in the steel cage. Yeah. Brett and Owen went long. And I don't think that was the reason Undertaker versus Underfaker stunk. I think it would have yeah. stunk if they would have got another 10 minutes or 10 minutes less. <laughs> this is surreal. This yeah. is surreal in front of a dead audience. But still, <laughs> I'd go Roman versus fake Roman. That's the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, to be honest here, it's it's Lashley is, is clearly the play to me. To me, that's the obvious answer. I was being honest. <laughs> fake Roman. Who, who should play fake Roman Reigns? Hmm. Who can you find? Damian Sandow. <laughs> the, the, he has a history of impressions. So it's it, it's the next gimmick for Elias. There you go. <laughs> Heavy, maybe it's just a hologram. Yes, Roman versus the hologram. Yeah. Ric Flair can work against a broomstick. I can work against a hologram. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Riddle reigns on SmackDown Friday night. And apparently, by the way, talking about Vince earlier, he's on his way to SmackDown. The reports say business as usual for Vincent Kennedy McMahon this week, regardless of what's happening. Would I'll, you expect I'll anything the, less? I'll take the fall for you, boss. Wouldn't be the first time I went down for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, no. <laughs> what's going to happen in the Bella family, by the way, after this report? Well, I mean, that's a whole different story. Obviously, Johnny Ace married to the Bella's mother. Fucking LaBelle Lock, it sounds like to me. (laughs) (laughs) Rock in a wig, Tim Jensen in the chat. That's a good one. (laughs) That was was Tim Jensen's idea, by the way, that I stole. Yes, I I mentioned that. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's close. Some thoughts on Dynamite last night. By the way, if you weren't there, we had a pretty good group together on the Playback app Mm -hmm. last night. Join us. We talk about this almost every week. We post the links on Twitter and in the Facebook group. Um, But yeah, we had quite a a few people tune in for the show. We had a lot of people on our stage watching it together. If you're a patron, you can actually watch a recording of that, including the Dynamite broadcast on the video. If you want to see our reactions live to everything that happened on the show. Now... Just before we went on the air, a couple hours before that, of course, the ratings came out. Dynamite did not do great in the ratings last night for the Road Rager edition from St. Louis. 761,000 viewers on TBS. 
It was down approximately 20% from last week. 18 to 49 demo, 0.28, which ranked number two on cable for the night. So ratings were down across television, yeah. uh, cable television this week, not just AEW. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals on ABC had 4.2 million viewers, 1.33 rating in the demo. That was the big competition on the night. So, I mean, we could talk about why the ratings were down. I think there's a lot of factors at play here. We talked yeah. about it last week on the show. Dynamite last week was not a good show. So there could be a hangover effect there where people who watched it last week were disappointed, so they didn't mm-hmm. tune in this week. There's the effect of the NHL. There the there's the effect that it's summertime, you know, like wrestling companies always struggle in the summertime. That's historically been the case. Uh the new Japan build has been convoluted. We've talked about that on the show. Unfortunate to me though, because I thought Dynamite last night was a very good show overall. Now, like the build to Forbidden Door continues to be not great. But there was a lot of good stuff on Dynamite. I mean, we had the Dax Harwood Will Osprey match, which was unbelievable. That was an excellent television match. Uh, Tony Storm and Britt Baker was a great match. They did that spot in the corner where we thought Britt Baker was legit injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got me on that. And then, of course, the latter match with Jurassic Express against the Bucks. The Bucks winning the tag titles in the main event. That was an excellent match too. So there's followed, a lot of good followed, stuff. Followed by us finally getting the Christian turn. Yeah, and the Christian turn. So I mean. It was a really good episode of Dynamite. It was Jer- way Jericho better. and Ortiz, hair versus hair. Yeah, it was it was way, way better than last week's show. No question about it. Yes, there was still problems. Didn't like Adam Cole interrupting, you know, the segment with Hangman and you know, I, I just don't see Adam Cole he he doesn't belong in that um that Echelon. world ti- IWGP world title picture with with Jay White and Hangman, like it just, he doesn't feel like he belongs and, there. And, and, and you know, you talk about the what a mess this build is for Forbidden Door, the Jericho thing. You know, because Mox and Tanahashi actually did do a great job, and I was like, yeah, thank God we're actually finally doing something mm-hmm. for this godforsaken pay per view. And then it was killed in two seconds so we could build up a six-man match that no one's going to remember in two months. Mm-hmm. Made no sense. The minute um, Judas came on, I was so disappointed yes. <laughs> during that segment. Um. Okay. So apparently TV was just like way down. No one had the tube on last mm. night. Now, are our watch-along parties hurting this rating? I mean, you have to authorize your cable provider. I don't know how that's factoring into the okay, data. But, but, yeah. All right. I've seen some stuff on Twitter.com that I actually disagree with. And I, I'm we'll probably have to save this for the coming weeks with this forbidden door. Again, Ryan said it, I said it. I know Justin Joy feels the same way to make it three out of three. This build has been lousy for this paper. It's mm-hmm. been absolutely goddamn lousy. That said, that should not invalidate Forbidden Door as a concept. I don't if and I have my worries and skepticism how it's going to do on pay-per-view. We know the show sold out, you know, in seconds, minutes, whatever, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It sold out very quickly uh, in the building. So it's not a bad concept. People obviously were willing to pay money to go there to see it. Mm-hmm. It's not failure of concept. It's been failure of execution. And I, what I'm fearful of moving forward is if it doesn't do what well, people say, oh, that was a stupid idea. It's not a stupid idea. It's been yeah. stupid execution. And for for people to blame New J- the rating on New Japan last night, oh, mon frere. Let's go back and talk about some of the things that you laid out, what was on the show last night, Mr. Trusty. Okay, you mentioned the Will Osprey match. He's from New Japan. But what was everything else? Ladder match. That's AEW. Mm-hmm. Jericho Ortiz. That's AEW. Britt Baker, Tony Storm. That's AEW. Most of the promoted stuff was AEW. You know, Chris Jericho, you know, coming out and cutting a confusing promo was not promoted. Um, Hangman Page's appearance was not heavily promoted. The Mox and Tanahashi, that was heavily promoted, as was Osprey's <laughs> appearance. But it's not like this show was totally built around New Japan. It just yeah. simply wasn't. So I, I think that's unfair to just say, oh, you know, casual people are turning this show on and are just confused. And there's a lot of bad faith 
tweets I'm seeing too about people like, oh, I'm so ca-. you're confused. What the fuck are you cover wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think the New Japan stuff had anything to do with the ratings last night. I agree with you in the chat. I'm not super excited for the show. Like this one, this one to me is kind of. It has the feeling of like what we always say about the WWE shows. Like it's going to be a good night of action in the ring. I'm going to tune in and see some really good matches. I'm sure of it. Like the build hasn't really hooked me, but there's so much going on just at a macro level with this show. I mean, they're not going to have CM Punk now. Kenny Omega's not ready to go. You know, um, apparently Kazuchika Okada's probably not going to be there, although it could change. But like last I heard, he's probably not going to be there because it's his wife's birthday. Yeah, it's his wife's birthday, so yeah, yeah the, we had to make uh, some changes to the repack report. Uh, that's my version of the Finkel report. The baby you know. is due later in the summer. The baby's summer. due, yeah. and of course the repack report came vis-a-vis Dave Meltzer, <laughs> so I would never, ever <laughs> yes. fault you, Chad. I just and Dave corrected himself on that today, yes, but yeah, uh, it's his wife's birthday around that time, that, so like right now it's looking like Okada's not going to be there, so if you're, if you're presenting a New Japan show with AEW... If, if everybody was healthy, those are like three of the most key individuals you'll want on the Naito, show. And we're not going to have them. Abushi's like gone out of the. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, Brian Danielson. We don't know if he's going to be on the show. For, I mean, Saber called him out, but what have we heard anything about Brian Danielson's injury? Is this man yeah, that's just becoming in concerning. the woods? And, yeah, originally and, it was one to two weeks there he was going to be out. That was yeah. the initial report, but I haven't heard anything since then. And he's missed three dynamites now, right? Because he hasn't been seen since the pay-per-view. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, been, there have been three dynamites since the pay-per-view, and you know these absences too. Okay, it doesn't just affect Forbidden Door; it's affecting the show. Think about this. That's Last the night. ratings problem. Yes, Punk Punk being out is huge. So for whatever Eric Bischoff wants to say about CM Punk, you take CM Punk out of the mix, it's going to affect the ratings. Mm-hmm. No, every time Justin's head drops, I turn. I'm sorry. That's just very poor podcasting, <laughs> but I have to do it. Uh, no Punk, no Danielson for the last three weeks. Yep. Okay. Uh, Omega's been gone since full gear. Uh, MJF, whatever's going on with him, and whether, you know, if we don't know how much is, you know, real or whatnot, but like this storyline or whatever of him just being like off, that's not great considering mm-hmm. the lack of star. People want to see these guys on TV and if they're all out and you're just replacing them with whatever people that aren't as big as stars whether they're from New Japan or Old Japan or All Japan or freaking your mom's Japan or just AEW mid-card it's not going to suffice that's to me the problem yeah I don't think you can you can blame this rating situation on one thing but yeah I mean overall it's we we talk about this on the ratings all the time. We're talk I mean it was a pretty sizable drop this week I guess, but usually we're talking about like these little bits where the, where it fluctuates week to week. It's summertime. There's competition. There was less people watching TV altogether. I think it's it's you can't read too much into it. That but. was weird how few people. And look, and let's be fair, okay? Maybe it's time we do the all-time Mia culpa here on this program. Okay? It was still number 2 on cable, right? And as much as we people for 20 years have hemmed and hawed about the declining raw numbers, and they've sort of stabilized in recent years, they've just kind of, mm-hmm. it was all, still the number one show on cable. And do these networks value that more than the actual number of viewers where it ranks? Yes. I, I don't know. So, I mean, it, it was weird how few people watched TV last night. And I just think, that look if it stays at 700,000 that's a problem I don't yeah. think a one week dip is proof of anything no. just like you know Raw I mean Raw fell pretty low a couple weeks ago and I believe it was Memorial Day or something right when it fell like did it fall down to like 1.3 and yeah. then it bounced back yeah. and then mm-hmm. you know it does you're right I mean there's ranges these shows do and as long as they stay within that range, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this was their lowest 18 to 49 uh, since like late March, I believe. But again, yeah, number two on cable for the night. So 
compared to competition. I mean, it was still right there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. I think, yeah, I would point to a bad show the week before, time of the year, the lack of star power due to a lot of things happening. It's not due to the New Japan involvement. I just, I that's, don't. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, I mean, it may not help. I, I mean, look, I think we can all agree the way they're rolling out these match announcements, and it's for the record, it's not just New Japan guys that just stroll in here. We're like, they were doing that with other people. Just these debuts. I, th- Tony does need to slow it down, man, overall. It's not just Forbidden Door. The, the booking issues go beyond Forbidden Door with the promotion right now. I know you guys touched on it last mm-hmm. week, but it, it, to me, it's, it's not just New Japan. I mean, it goes back to the beginning of the year. He just like, it just kept being like more and more people and they had a great roster coming out all out. He could have cherry picked who he brought in, brought him in slower, made it mm-hmm. feel like a bigger deal, but he just kept bringing so many damn people in. Okay. Swerve Strickland isn't from new Japan. Keith Lee's not from new Japan. Yeah. Justin, you look so disappointed right now with your rally cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I needed a game seven. It's always better for business. Mm. It is what halfway through the third quarter right now. Is that right? Yeah, they're getting slaughtered. <sighs> Steph Curry is a fucking movie villain. It's fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something, Justin, that I did throughout 2015, 16, and it worked. The Golden State Warriors have won the 2016 NBA Finals. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we know our friend Garrett Gonzalez is probably very happy right now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I for those, I, for months, I would, I would just get so fed up with the sports center coverage, just handing the Warriors the championship. I would just write on Facebook randomly, the Golden State Warriors have won the NBA Finals. <laughs> and then they didn't because the Cavs beat them. The old reverse jinx. <laughs> Well, I mean, boys, the next time we record next week, we're going to be going in the time machine, going back to uh, 1996. So if you want to think about happier days in the NBA, who won the the NBA title that that year? Oh, boy. Let's just get that out of the way now so we don't have to do it on that show. (laughs) Was that the 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 greatest team of all time? Didn't they beat the crappy Seattle Sonic? Crappy. One of the worst NBA finals teams. Oh, please. They won 60 plus games that year. Sean, uh, I'll tell you what, Sean Kemp, I think he had a. He was. They were deeper at home, at the Kemp home, than they were on the Sonics bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good. That was good. Was Sonics sounds like one of the worst finals teams I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be going back to 96 next week. I'll have the teaser on the main feed if you want to hear the whole show. It's going to be a good one. Great American Passion 96 is, is a good show. So, True. yeah, we'll be reviewing a that. A great full. show. Maybe yeah. the best WCW pay-per-view of all time. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it today. Yeah, I forgot. Dean and Ray is on that show. Ray's debut. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. You get Sting and Regal. Benoit and Sullivan. Oh, hello. Uh, last year, <laughs> last year, this was the show we wanted to review in June. It did win the poll. We were polling okay. for it. This we year, like, it did win the poll by yeah. one, one vote. But, yeah, we did One Night Stand 06 last year. That was a good yeah. show. McMichael and Green against Flair and Arn. Yeah. A shockingly decent uh, Fire and Ice versus Steiners match. This pay-per-view has it all. <laughs> you got to hear this one, guys. Become a patron. I, yes. It's gonna one thing, by the way. Sean Kemp, true story. I was in Disney World with my family. This has been 95. Yeah, 95. I swam into Sean Kemp in the hotel pool. What? For real? Yep, he was definitely wow. with some random. He was definitely with some random woman. <laughs> Probably kid number That's eight. Pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pr- that's an amazing story. Jesus, I've never. Yeah, I swam it. I looked. I was like, "Whoa, that's a pretty tall dude." And my dad goes, <laughs> dude, "My dad's like, dude, I think that's Sean Kemp." And I looked. I'm like, "That's definitely Sean Kemp." Wow, that beats my Disney story. I think I told that on the pod one time. I, I'm pretty sure I was in line at Disney in '97 behind Savio Vega. Okay, that story's better. I don't know about that. <laughs> that's that's a better fucking story than mine. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Sean Kemp, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Savio uh, Vega. Yeah. I, did Sean? Did Sean Kemp ever made event at WWF pay per view? <laughs> <laughs> Was he no way out of Texas? He could have if he wanted to. All right, boys and girls, this has been fun. We hit a lot of topics, and we didn't go like three hours. I'm surprised we got through that as fast as we did. Anything we didn't cover that you guys wanted to talk about? How about that MJF Wendy Williams situation? Pro wrestling is back on American soil. I may post that in the Facebook group. There's too much going on. I couldn't post I that... like. Go ahead. Sorry, I, was, I thought someone did put put that in the uh, Facebook group. No, they oh, didn't. Did they? No, I missed that. Oh, maybe I missed it. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go for it. I don't know. There's so much going on in there. I could be confusing it with another group. Join I, I the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Lots going on in there. You could follow me on Twitter at Ryan Drosty, D-R-O-S-T-E, at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T, at T-R-P Kyle. The show, of course, at Top Rope Nation. Instagram, if you have Instagram, follow us. Trying to get that growing a little bit at Top Rope Nation on Instagram. The link to the Facebook group is here in the podcast description. Join up. Talk wrestling with a bunch of really smart, enjoyable people every single day. Adam Paul met Hugh Hefner at Disneyland. All right, that one might win. That's that's pretty good. Oh Did, was Hugh Hefner accompanied by anyone? Now that's the question. Talk about a lot of <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Hugh Hefner and Sean Kemp. That's one heck of a group there. No, Tim, he did not hit me with the strap. Unfortunately, <laughs> that would have been that would have been quite the story. All right, guys. Episode 256 is in the books. We'll be coming back next week. Take care. Have a good weekend. Happy boot camp match day.